This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You're listening to the Happy as a Mother podcast. Welcome back to day two of our mini course of letting go of mom shaming guilt. Yesterday, we went through understanding the difference between guilt and shame and why it's important to distinguish the two. And today, we are going to dive headfirst into identifying your shame triggers. So what we're going to cover in this episode today is common shame triggers that women experience, where shame comes from, and also a core belief that is at the center of the shame that we experience. For those of you who don't know, this five-day mini course is paired with an email sequence that delivers content directly to your email and also includes worksheets and downloads for you to take these skills, journal them out, and apply them in your own life. So to sign up to that email sequence, head to happyasamother.co slash five days. That's happyasamother.co slash five days to sign up and get these worksheets and the extras delivered directly to your email. All right. Are you all set for today? I am pumped. So let's get ready and dive on in. Welcome to the Happy as a Mother podcast, where we are dedicated to helping you cope with the load of motherhood. I'm your host and registered psychotherapist, Erica Jossa. Let's work together in letting go of shame and guilt, accepting where we are in our journey, and moving towards becoming the women we want to be. We will hear from experts, learn practical tips, and listen in on honest conversations. Please note that the information shared in this podcast is for educational purposes only and should not replace the advice of your healthcare provider. Okay, let's dive in. Welcome, 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 guys, back to day two of our five-day Mummy Guilt and Shame series. So happy to have you guys back here with me today. So one of the first things I want to talk about and address are the 10 main shame triggers that women feel. Now, raise your hand if you are familiar with Brene Brown's work. She has just been absolutely groundbreaking in the study and research surrounding shame and vulnerability. She's got a TED Talk, a Netflix special. She's had interviews with Oprah. If you've not tuned into her work before, I highly recommend. Since COVID has started, she recently came out with a new podcast called Unlocking Us, and I've been binging all of the episodes. So highly recommend Dr. Brittany Brown's work. Based on her research, they have discovered that there are 10 main shame triggers for women. The first, obviously we've all experienced this, appearance and body image is the first one that causes shame for women. Second, motherhood, family, and parenting. Third, money and employment. Fourth, mental health and physical health. Fifth, sex. Then we go into aging, religion, stereotypes, speaking out and being opinionated or having opinions, raising your voice, and surviving trauma and abuse. That is quite a list. Today, we're going to focus primarily on motherhood, and it is no wonder to me that motherhood sits at number two, because I have to say, 
Aside from the body image shame, I really had never experienced shame and mommies shaming other moms until I entered this crazy world of motherhood. So we're going to unpack this a little bit today. Where the heck does this shame and do these shame triggers come from? And we're going to dive into it because I think that they come from a few different places. Number one, they come from the expectations that we have of ourselves. We have set a long list of subconscious expectations for ourselves as mothers before we step one foot into or have spent one single day in the motherhood role. You've probably seen memes out there like, oh yeah, when I become a mom, my kid's not going to have any screen time and they're not going to eat any sugar and they're not going to do, you know, all the things. And then when you become a parent and you're actually in the role, the position that actually allows you to set the realistic expectations, it is not at all how you envisioned it would be. But for some reason, we think that the expectations that we set for ourselves before motherhood should still fit us and fit our lives and fit our, you know, our expectations and be the thing, be the bar in our motherhood role when it's completely unrealistic. Our expectations of ourselves are meant to be fluid. They're meant to change as we change and grow, as we gain more information and more data, and as we actually exist in this motherhood role, those expectations change. We make them more realistic. We make them more in line with our values. We make them in line with our healing as we've moved through breaking cycles and overcoming trauma and they change over time. So that's one of the first places is our expectations. They are not meant to be written in stone, but they are meant to be flexible and fluid with the path and the growth that we're on. Another place that breeds shame is comparison. And when I referenced before that I had never really experienced mommy shame and shaming until entering the mom community was this idea of comparison. Now, we all know that there is no manual for parenting, and the reason that there isn't is because we are all different people with different values, different upbringings, different things that are important to us, different goals, and that's what makes us all so beautiful is the diversity and the differences among us all, and yet In the parenting community and in the mumming community, when we see a parent who is raising their child in a way that is separate from ours, it often results in comparison. And a couple of things happen with that comparison. One, we can really internalize it and feel like, oh my goodness, I'm not doing a good enough job. Look at them. They are signing their kids up for all of these sports and we've decided not to sign our kids up for any activities. You know, am I not a good enough mom because I'm not getting my kids energy out through sports? Or sometimes what I often see, and this is the unfortunate part, is we actually turn outward and judge others because we feel that tinge of shame or, you know, it causes a reaction in us. Like, what are they doing? Why would they do this? X, Y, and Z, because it somehow threatens our values that they are doing that thing. 
comparison is a really sneaky trap that you don't even really recognize or realize that you're falling into until you're deep in it, in shame, in self-loathing, feeling not good enough and inferior. But I want you to remember something that you have your own set of parenting values and your own parenting philosophy that you have come up with either on your own as a solo parent or together with your partner. And you are choosing to raise your child a certain way because that's what matters to you and aligns with your values. So the fact that I may choose, if we go back to the other example, I may choose not to put my children in sports, not because I can't, not because I'm not good enough, not because of, you know, I don't value sports, but because as a family, Maybe it doesn't fit with our lifestyle and the pace that we try and keep, or it doesn't align with our values because we want to place importance on, I don't know, something else. And by deciding to do that, I am aligning with my values and it feels good, but that also doesn't disqualify or discredit the family who wants to put their children into sports, right? Do you see what I'm saying? Like we can have different values. And it doesn't speak to one or the other doing a better job. And this is something that I want us to really latch onto and take hold of because so often as moms, we're scrolling through social media, you know, we're kind of looking out through this window to the other side of the world, all over the place. We're seeing moms doing things that we aren't currently doing. But hear me out, that is does not mean that you are failing. That does not mean that you are inferior in some way. It means that you are either in a different stage, that you are choosing and prioritizing other things, or that some of those things just don't fit and align with your values. And that is okay. One of the most relentless mental loads is being the juggler of medical appointments. Researching doctors, reading reviews, making phone calls to book appointments, it's a lot of stress when you're already juggling so much invisible labor. That's what makes ZocDoc great for moms. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare hundreds of types of highly rated in-network doctors, including mental health providers, and instantly book appointments with them online. ZocDoc has doctors of all specialties, including therapists, psychiatrists, and psychologists with verified patient reviews so you can make sure they check all your boxes. You can find mental health providers who offer in-person appointments, virtual consults, or both, whatever works for you. The typical wait time to see a mental health provider booked on ZocDoc is just four days. Sometimes you can even book same-day appointments. Make juggling appointments easier with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash MomWell and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated therapist, psychiatrist, or psychologist today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash MomWell. ZocDoc.com slash MomWell. Want to get smarter about your health but feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction? We hear a lot about gut health, microbiomes, and other nutrition topics, but taking the time to research these is exhausting, and there's a lot of misinformation out there. The Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast makes it so much easier to get the information you need. 
With the help of world-leading scientists, the podcast gives you research-based information so you can make informed choices for yourself without pressure and guilt. People are loving Zoe Science and Nutrition. Listener Stephanie's Apple Review says the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is a life-changing, science-based, myth-busting podcast. That's a must-listen for anyone who eats food and wants to understand how it affects their body. With the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, you can join Stephanie and millions of others accessing quality information about their health. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Mom rage often leads us to feeling ashamed. But the truth is that our rage doesn't mean we're bad moms. In fact, anger is a sign from our bodies that our needs aren't being met. As moms and therapists, Dr. Asherine Areem's Psyched Mommy and I understand mom rage. We know that we all lose our cool sometimes. And we also know that with the right tools and strategies in place, those moments happen less often. We've teamed up and combined our years of experience to create all the rage, raising kids with less anger and more connection, a course designed to be your go-to resource for preventing and handling your anger. We dive into what causes your anger, how it impacts your body, how to reframe your thinking, and how to stay calm in triggering moments. And because we are all human, we also include strategies for repairing after we inevitably lose our cool. In honor of Maternal Mental Health Week, you can save $20 on the course with promo RAGE20 this week only. Don't miss out on your chance to save and make a positive change. Head to momwell.com slash rage and save with code rage20. That's momwell.com slash rage, code rage20. Now you've heard me reference values a few times in this podcast episode so far. And values are something that I lean into strongly as our compass for our, whether it's our personal life or our motherhood journey, that when we are guided by and make decisions based on our values, we feel satisfied and fulfilled and happy with those choices. It's a bunny trail that I really can't get into today, but it's something that I will most definitely be diving into in the Mother Up Mentorship Program. I'm going to share a little bit more about that at the end, but if you want to take a deep dive into any one of these areas, like unpacking your expectations and where those come from, or unpacking the inner critic and how that has developed in your life over time and how to undo that inner critic. Or if you want to really learn how to be rooted in your values, these are more deep dive topics that I'm going to be covering in my Mother Up Mentorship Program. All right, now I'm about to go all stereotypical shrink on y'all while we step back and look at another source. And in my opinion, the truest, deepest source of where this shame and guilt comes from. And that is from our early childhood experiences. As we are growing up, our experiences with whether it's our primary caregivers, friends, family, people in our lives, these early experiences shape our inner critic, self-talk about ourselves, and shape our deep down core beliefs about ourselves. And we see this as moms, when we're parenting our own little ones, our reactions to them and how we correct their behavior and the things that we say to them shapes whether they feel really proud 
or whether they feel really disappointed or whether they feel really torn down and sad and shameful. So much of what we believe about ourselves comes from those early childhood experiences. At the very root of shame, the feeling of shame, the root of it is not feeling good enough, not feeling worthy. So if we're talking about shame in the context of motherhood, that mommy shame, that mommy guilt is feeling like we are failing, feeling like we're not doing a good enough job, feeling flawed or unworthy on this really deep level in some way. And it's so important for us to step back and ask ourselves, why? Why do I feel this way? Why do I feel like I'm failing as a mom? Because I'm not achieving these expectations that we talked about or or because I'm comparing myself to others. Like, what is it? Why? And as we start to be aware of this feeling and start to question it, you'll begin to learn and see that so many of these expectations that you hold for yourself that are unrealistic and that you feel like you're failing at may not actually be your expectations. They may not actually be expectations that you have consciously and intentionally set that are in alignment with your values. They are more likely internalized expectations from society, media, observing your own mother or parental figure growing up, or from those early childhood experiences that really shape who we think that we are. And it's time that we stop and we question these things. And today's handout for day two of letting go of shame and guilt helps us to do just that. The download is called Identifying Your Motherhood Shame Triggers. And it really helps you to unpack what your ideals for motherhood are and where these ideals came from. Are they yours? Are they someone else's? Are they really your definition of what it means to be a quote-unquote good mom? Being aware of these ideals and understanding how they got there is going to point you in the direction of your shame triggers. It's going to help you be more aware, oh, wait a minute, there I am again operating in that expectation that my mom had for me or that I feel like I need to live up to or whatever the case may be. Okay, that wraps up day two of our Mommy Guilt and Shame mini course. Lean in. Do the work. Lean into this download today. Do the journaling. It's a two-page quick fill-in guided journal worksheet. And really unpack and understand what your ideals are. And we can learn to unload and let go of the ideals and the expectations of others. Make sure you join me back here tomorrow where we are going to unpack and discuss calming the shame storm. All right. How are you feeling at the end of day two? I'm going to be honest. I feel so excited to be sharing this information with you, but I also feel a little bit like there's so much more I want to share. Diving into these topics of your expectations and your inner critic and your idea of 
what motherhood should be are some really big and deep topics that I can't get into in a quick summary podcast episode. But they're absolutely the topics, the types of topics that I am diving into in my Mother Up Mentorship Program. This program is my response to a true need that I have seen in my audience through the podcast and through Instagram, a collective of women who really want to mother up, as I've called it, but without a real roadmap or guide on how to get there. Enrollment for the mentorship program is currently open. And the first 100 founding members get locked in at a special lifetime price for helping to contribute their feedback and the topics they want covered and contribute to building this strong community and collective of women. Enrollment is open until May 21st and will not open again until later this year, the fall or the end of the year. So don't wait. Act on getting in at that first 100 members special price before enrollment closes. To learn more about the mentorship program, head to happyasamother.co slash mother up. That's happyasamother.co slash mother up. Join me right back here tomorrow for day number three of Calming the Shame Storm. If you're looking for the emails and the downloads that pair with these podcast episodes, you can sign up and get the emails at happyasamother.co slash five days. That's happyasamother.co slash number five days. I can't even begin to tell you how happy and honored I am that you choose to spend your time here with me each week. If you're looking for the resources and things that were discussed in today's show, you can find them in the show notes, which is linked in the episode description, or you can head directly to happyasamother.co slash podcast and find all of the show notes there. If you're looking for support and connection with other moms, you can head over to facebook.com slash groups slash happy as a mother and join our Facebook community. This community is filled with women just like you and I who want to support and uplift one another through our postpartum journey. And until next episode, mama, I want you to know, keep showing up. You're doing a great job.